What's up, Dialed Fam? Happy Thursday, and welcome to episode 99 Weekly Thoughts. My name is Derek. I'm the owner and head coach here at dialedhealth.com. And I'm Amber Simon, project manager of dialedhealth.com. And this week, we are starting with our quote. The quote is, there is a thin line between optimism and illusion. This quote is simple, but I absolutely love it because I'm all about obviously being ambitious, visualizing what you want, and really making the steps to go after it. And I think it's great when people do the same thing, but there, it is hard sometimes to, for one, believe yourself when you have this big dream that you can actually do it, but then also to really hold yourself accountable to the fact that if you're not taking action, then you might be more delusional or this this dream might be more of an illusion than you just being optimistic. So it's like a very fine line because you want to think that it, anything is possible, but simply thinking about it doesn't mean that you're any closer, kind of. I mean, the thought is the like birth of you know everything that you're going to do leading up to it, but you have to take action. In fact, a lot of times, people just spend too much time planning in general. So they have this idea and they're optimistic about what they're going to be able to accomplish or work towards whatever their goal is. But they might be a little bit too uh, delusional in regards to the actions they're taking to get there. So maybe they're telling themselves that they can do it and they're going to do it, but they're not. there's no proof behind it. It's like, show me exactly how you were backing this up. And sometimes people have the illusion that just thinking about it is going to be enough or I, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know what it is. Um, but I'll tell you, I've experienced this personally where earlier in my life, like my early twenties, when I was trying to figure out career path. And this was when I, even when I had just started figuring out personal training, I was still waiting for something to be handed to me. Like I felt like I had this crazy amount of untapped potential, which I think is proven to be true. And I still feel that way going forward. But it's like I thought it was going to, I was waiting for something to get handed to me so that I could show it. Like I didn't ever have the real thought that I'm going to have to just grind and hustle to actually even show what I'm capable of. And I was delusional. I had this illusion that just thinking about it and knowing that it's in me was kind of enough. And I was kind of waiting around for something to happen. And that was never the case. And that lesson of knowing that something's never going to get handed to you was probably one of the most valuable things I've ever had, because I still feel that way. You know, even though we do need people to succeed and we need help from others, it is up to you to initiate it and to make sure that you see things through. No one's really going to do the work for you. Of course, you can help each other, you can collaborate. And there are there are these little things that happen. Like, you know, even now Amber will do stuff for me where I'm like, holy smokes, like <laughs> I'm so happy you got that done. And I didn't even like touch it. But that's a little like I've gotten to the point now where we can delegate tasks because I have literally just grinded to make sure that I've seen every opportunity through and taken the, you know, like I've taken the steering wheel, I've taken the horn, horse by the reins and I have actually pushed this thing forward and given myself a chance to prove what I'm actually capable of. So I have this example of a photographer that I was kind of starting to work with for a little bit that really had insanely high pricing and not honestly like a lot to show for it. And I remember thinking like, 
although it's good someone believes that their own value is at this level and like like they just don't have anything to show for it like there's no proof like there's no proof of any reason why I should be paying you this amount and ultimately like it kind of didn't work and it's really strange because as an entrepreneur with like a product or a service and or hourly time which has always been my thing as a personal trainer even though you know how much some people are getting paid or how much education you've done behind the scenes or how much you even care, you have to actually prove that you are like worth this amount. Like There are things for you to put out into the world so that people can understand that you are not just delusional about like actually what your value may be and or you know like how far from your goals you might be. So I know this is like a little bit scattered amber but it's just interesting because you know i want people to have that ambition but i also want people to understand it's going to take their absolute everything that they have to push the needle forward and to take action or they're just going to be they're just delusional you know what i mean it's all illusion yeah i totally get what you're saying and i actually had like a sub thought of that because a lot of times it's just like having the optimism to even start Right. Like you were Mm, saying, oh, well, things start as an idea, but you're like, you're not going to get handed it. But also at the same time, a friend was just telling me on a ride last week and she's pretty fast because I was telling her, like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to do well at these local races. And she's like, the only difference between you and the other girls is that they're showing up with the confidence to just like make it happen. And you're like giving up before you even start. So like, I'm not even giving myself an illusion. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. not even giving myself a chance. And so sometimes it's just a matter of like showing up and attempting, right? Like, yeah then suddenly that illusion is very possible. Okay. So that's a great point because the same like photographer also, I asked him how his business was going, yada, yada, and had said like, oh, I'm just having, because I'll be honest, like I hadn't seen a lot coming from this person. And I was like, yeah, what's going on? Yada, yada. And they said, well, I'm just trying to get comfortable, like putting out my work. And I'm like, it was so strange to me because I was like comfortable putting out your work. I was like, what do you mean? Like, and, and it's kind of what you're saying. Like they defeated themselves before they could even show up. So this person is right. trying to get to the point where they have proven themselves, pr- shown the value, being, getting like actually hitting the goals, but they won't even actually put the work out or do the work. It, it's not just the fear of criticism. I, I think truthfully, a lot of times when people stop themselves from really starting, it's their their fear is that it, it just won't do anything positive either. So like a lot of people will wait to put all this, like, you know, if it's photography, like images out or a video and because they put this build up, like this is going to change my life. And then maybe they post it to Instagram or they post it to a blog or submit it to a website and it's just crickets. Like that is, that that's a place where it's like, okay, this person is, has the illusion that the, these results are coming from this thing and they're afraid to even put it out there because of the fear of it not happening. And I'm going to tell you, it's probably likely that that's going to be the case because I have put out so much stuff and started so many endeavors that turned out to be like nothing or dead ends or uh, failures that happen so much more frequently than stuff happening, you know, that exceeds your expectations. But the thing is, until you go through that learning process of like, okay, why, why didn't this do what I thought it would, you're not going to get any closer. Like you are just not going to get closer. So I agree um, with your friend. I think that's great advice. Like you showing up with the attitude of like, you know what, I'm just going to do everything I can today is ultimately going to get you to the place where maybe you could compete at the races. Whereas even the photographer is like, if they don't put their workout and start doing that 
evaluation of like, why did this work? Why didn't it work? They're not going to get any closer. And like, even myself, until I really understood that no one was going to hand me this job I wanted or this opportunity. Um, like I had the weirdest stuff come up in LA, Amber, when I lived there, I had this one guy meet me for coffee one time. Cause he told me I was going to be like a Latin American uh, movie star, like the weirdest stuff, dude. <laughs> like what? Yes. And all sorts of, like, and the thing is though, too, you even tell yourself, you're like, gosh, like that's all I, that's all I need. And I'm good. I'm kind of up for this or whatever. And I don't know, dude, it's just really, really funny. So anyways, that's kind of the quote. Um, I also had a note here that I want to talk about. And it's when you're discussing this concept with friends or people you care about, you also want to be, give constructive criticism, but it's like at what point, and this is like the delusion, illusion, the whole like not quite being up to, up to par or being on track. At what point are you honest with someone about that? Like, at what point do you call someone out for it? Like, it's very easy for me as a trainer to be like, oh, you missed your training session. You're not going to get your goals. <laughs> or you didn't eat the way you should be. You're not going to hit your goals. And I'm, of course, I'm not really that blunt or anything. But if someone thinks they're going to be, you know, a Latin American movie star, but they're horrible at acting, and you know they're horrible at acting because you've seen their work, at what point do you tell them that, like, maybe this isn't for you? Or this this funny quote from a podcast was like, like, can you tell somebody that they suck? Like you, and this comedian, Joe Coy, he's so funny. He follows it up and says, like, you can't even tell someone that their breath stinks. Like, how could you expect to crush someone's dream that they're working towards? So it's so, it's so difficult to do. Um, I don't know. Have you ever thought about that, Amber? Like you want to give constructive, there are times where people are going for something and you're like, man, I feel like this just misses the mark, but I, how do I, how do I tell them in a way that doesn't, affect our relationship or like crush them in that sense. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. And like a lot of times I take like the positive route of like, you know, being like, oh, so they tell me their plans and I'll be like, oh, so are you doing X, Y, Z to like move forward with your plans? And then they'll respond with a yes or a no. And I think it helps them think through the process of like trying to get something done. And I think that's like back to the whole thought process of like the thin line between optimism and illusion is showing up. That is oftentimes the thin line. And so that's Mm. how I like see if people are serious about their plans is by asking oh them gosh. how they're going to execute it. You just wrapped that up so well. All my babbling and you just said <laughs> the thin line is showing up and that is that is it. That's it. It is. Yeah. So a lot of times that's how I ask people like if they're to gauge if they're going to suck at whatever their plan is. It's like, okay, well, how are you showing up for yourself, I guess? Mm. Oh, that's good. Nice work, Amber. I love that. The next segment of our weekly thoughts with Derek is chatting about the thank ride and how it was so successful and why. So why don't you go into the whole thing? Like, why was it so successful and how did it go? So the thank ride, it was honestly a success. I'm not just saying that. It it was such an awesome time. And Chaz Halbert, who's been a guest on our podcast twice, he's a close friend of mine, Dowd fan member. Uh, we, he was the ride leader for that ride. And he also bought all the coffee and pastries for everyone at the coffee shop. That was our turnaround point. And so he was involved in it and I was calling him after the fact. And we were just like, man, why was this such a good ride? And, you know, we were kind of tossing around, like we need to figure out the recipe and the formula so we can replicate it really. And at the time I was like, man, I know. And it was right after Thanksgiving. So it was just kind of casual conversation. Like, I don't know what the heck we did right, but uh, it worked out well. And then I had thought, about it a little bit more. And I was like, and this is kind of where like the, this goes back to the quote a little bit about 
um, showing up and illusion versus optimism. The truth is, dude, I showed up on this thing and, and Chaz showed up as well. Everyone involved did show up and do their part, but I organized every freaking detail of this ride. And then with people showing up, even Max with our uh, uh, event logo design and the stickers and everything, like we we really checked all the boxes. So it wasn't that it was just an accident that this day was great. I directed it to be great. And we just got lucky on the things we couldn't control, such as people having mechanicals or crashes or weird, I don't know, cards, car uh, situations or maybe traffic or construction. Like there's so many things that can happen where you didn't expect to have to reroute and yada, yada. So those things we got lucky on. And uh, I think a lot of that was due to even the conversation before the ride and just really putting an emphasis on safety and, uh, you know, kind of the goals out there, where to be cautious, certain road crossings. Like we did do our best. But again, I can't take credit for everything because there's just some stuff out of your control. However, here is what was within our control. And I jotted down some notes because there was actually a lot to it. So we, the first thing this came about because we wanted to fill a need in the community. Now, this need was purely mine and this was selfish at the beginning until I started talking about it with people and realized, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Now, I've always wanted to do some form of an organized event on Thanksgiving because every Thanksgiving I ride my bike and I notice a lot of people like to ride their bike too. You know, but people love to go and be active on Thanksgiving, whether it's a turkey trot or a random 5k or run to feed the hungry. There's all these events, but they're typically around run walks. There's a lot of like football, uh, flag football, like all those things, which is really cool. But again, like I just want to ride my bike and most cyclists do want to as well. So I figured having an organized group ride would be a perfect thing because even Chaz and I, the last couple of years have gotten a small group together. We've done some rides. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, man, we should, we should try and do something and get more people involved. So that's where it came about. And the truth was, as I brought it up to more people, a lot of people seemed interested or at least kind of like backed up the idea a little bit. So thankfully we started taking some polls on ride start times, how we could do it. And this was all through Instagram and the community that's been built there, which was a huge advantage to going in and getting people involved. Uh, but the next thing was like, okay, what would our route be? Well, a perfect turnaround point would be Poor Choice Coffee up in Auburn, which is 16 miles away from my studio. And it's cool because you actually ride up a hill and it's mostly, it's rolling, but it's like you're climbing the majority of the way, I think like 1,500 feet up. And then you come back down the hill. The total ride's just over 2,000 feet. Uh, but it's cool because when you do a coffee stop, at poor choice and you're coming back down toward the valley, uh, you get mostly downhill on the way back. So it's like kind of a nice flow to the ride. And so I was like, well, it'd be cool if we had something at the coffee shop to, you know, make the flow of the day go smoother. Like if we showed up with a group of even 20 people and we all have to wait in line and we do our orders, we're clogging the place up. Pretty soon you're there for an hour. People didn't really get to hang out because you're waiting for coffee. Like everyone listening probably knows how that whole situation goes. So I was like, man, we need to get in touch with poor choice and hopefully like mitigate that. They have an awesome outdoor patio. And if we could have like coffee already ready and prepped, and if we could have pastries that are already like paid for and just ready for the riders, then we could actually just show up and hang out at the coffee stop and spend time together and then leave before everyone gets too cold. <laughs> and a, a really big emphasis on this ride was not being too late because again, it's Thanksgiving day. 
you know, families are, it, it, it puts strain on the family to go do something like this. So we're like, we're going to be back at 1030 for sure. And it's why we started a ride at 730, which we took a poll on Instagram. And that's actually what people wanted. So thankfully, I, uh, there's a dial fan member, shout out to you, Jordan Johnson, who owns the coffee bean and roastery company remedy that supplies the beans for poor choice. And he put me in touch with the owner of poor choice who thankfully loved the idea and fully supported the idea. And not only did he fully support it, but he showed up the morning up to serve the coffees personally himself. He did the extra pastry order. We had all holiday flavored scones. We had like 40 something of them and literally all the scones except one got eaten, which was awesome. And they were all out there. He brought his son. They were serving it up. We had the whole patio to ourselves. There was no clog up. There was no traffic. And thankfully Chaz paid for that. And like, uh, you know, that was just one piece of this ride that made things so smooth, but we had thought about it and we did our best to plan it. And we planned like three weeks ahead. And so that was one little piece of it. Okay. So the involvement of poor choice there, like I said, we started on time. We started at my studio, which is in a private parking lot with plenty of space. The studio was warm. I had the heater cranking. I had music going. Um, I know how important like background music can be when you're meeting up for stuff like this, just from the personal training I've done. And so like, even that I made sure I was there early. Music was going, the studio was already warm. We had stickers made for the event, which by the way, this event got branded from Max at Slaps. He came up with the sickest logo and the name Thank Ride. And not only did he brand it with this cool turkey with like these sunglasses on, uh, but we also made digital flyers. So once we got confirmation from the coffee shop and we got confirmation that Chaz was going to pay and lead the group and all these pieces were together, we did legit digital flyers with all the information on it and multiple so that one had all the information about the start time, about the intensity of the ride. I could link the Strava route on another one. So all these questions were answered immediately when people saw the ride. It wasn't like some secret or some hint. It was like, here's all the information. It's branded. It's a real thing. Uh, and it looks freaking cool. <laughs> so, uh, and, it, and it's on brand to dialed health, which is the most important thing and done in a professional way enough to where, um, it just looks a very official, I guess. So we had all these things in place with that logo. We had the stickers made and they were all out in dialed health, ready for people. If they wanted to grab some stickers, uh, we started on time. We had our photographer, Brady Nations, who came out and took a group photo in the beginning. And we held a little riders meeting where not only did we have Chaz introduced uh, for the ride leader, but we also had Matt, shout out to him from AE Service, local service bike shop in the area. He did our ride sweep. We've, this is another ingredient. This wasn't an accident. We pre-thought about this. Matt swept the ride and he owns a bike shop and he's a mechanic. So it was like, okay, if someone falls off the back too with a mechanical, they can get help, which by the way, someone did. They had a flat and they didn't have a tube with them and Matt was able to help them out. And he also knows the route in the area very well. So when, even though they missed our initial regroup, they all were able to get back up to the coffee shop and it was smooth for everybody. So like that was another piece to where we, we don't want to leave everybody hanging, but also, you know, stuff like that happens and you kind of got to cater to the majority. So anyways, that was another thing. We did the riders meeting, told everyone to be safe, talked about the pace and the goals and this and that. Um, when we got up to the coffee shop, like I said, it was very smooth. Brady was taking photos the whole way. Uh, and then we had our thank ride logo 
And at the coffee shop, we had signs made by Chaz's wife, Sophie, who owns Honey and Heart. She makes, she has an Etsy store with all these awesome table, it's like custom table decor and signage and stuff you could use for weddings and all this, but she made thank ride signs. So again, it's like this was on the table on the patio uh, next to all the coffee that was being served. So people showed up and it was just clear. It was obvious. This is our space and this is for us. And it was, it's just one of those little touches to where, you know, no one's going to ask, oh, is this, you know, is this for us? Is this whatever? Like, you know, this is part of the thank ride. So that worked out really well. We were able to have like a fun conversation at the top, really just about like, you know, how we support each other, uh, how our support goes deeper than just meeting up for bike rides for each other. There's a lot of business owners on this ride. It was super cool. Dude, there was dialed fan members I've never met that we got to really hang out with that, um, you know, listen to every episode of the podcast. And like, it was just, it, it made me realize how real the community is behind the screens. <laughs> because although I am talking with these people in person a lot locally, and I, am so engaged with people online as much as I can be. We go back and forth through emails and all these touch points. It's just, you still forget how much impact it can have on a single person. And, and it really is like the coolest thing ever. So like I'm honored. I like, it's just the, I don't know, it makes me so fulfilled um, and, and so fueled to do what we're doing. So anyways, we get back down, we start moving back down the hill. We have a more interesting route on the way home. Uh, thankfully our roads allow us to have like a lot, like the roads we rode were incredible. That's like another bonus of this ride. Um, again, we're taking more photos. We're on a little bit more private roads, uh, where we could kind of just roll in the center, take the lane. It was pretty cool. Uh, we get back to the studio. Thankfully everyone rode safe, even though we upped the pace, uh, shout out to Eric Nelson and Chaz on the front, just pulling the whole train because I didn't work very hard. <laughs> I was kind of just floating around the group. Uh, but I know they're putting some Watts down because we had a headwind, but you know, what? I never felt that headwind. So shout out to you guys. Thank you very much. And, uh, and it was, and we just got back to the studio, dude, everyone again could use the bathroom. They could grab a Red Bull out of the fridge, refill water. We had stickers, the big open parking lot. Like it was very comfortable. And here's the best thing. Brady uploaded all of those photos that he took on the ride to his website for free download. And he took photos of everybody along with the group, along with B-roll type shots. So I put, you know, I want all this content to post about it on Instagram, use it for websites and newsletters, et cetera. But if you're someone who wants a really great writing photo and a recap of what you did, or like I said, just a great writing photo, like you have it for free professional photos on there. And it was just another layer to what made this ride so great. You showed up, we started on time. You had a comfortable starting point, free coffee and pastries. We had, um, photos taken the whole time, stickers at the bottom and, that was all just from you showing up and being a part of it. So when you think about all the thought that went into this ride being great, it makes sense that it went really well. And like, we couldn't tell like what really the energy, like, like the energy was so positive. Like, honestly, Amber, I don't know if I've been at any type of event since COVID that had such genuine positive energy. And I don't know if it's because, I didn't see a mask or there was, there was no conversation about stuff like, and I'm just pointing that out. The last thing I want to do is freaking talk about that right now, like on the pod, but I'm pointing it out because like 
it just felt like this energy to where it, there were these endless possibilities with it. And I have not felt that in a long time. Everything has felt so tainted by the drama of the world and how things can just be kind of taken from you and dampened and well, like there's this thing going on, whatever. Like there was none of that. And it was one of the most refreshing experiences I've had since the beginning of 2020, to be honest. Um, and that was yeah. that was really, really cool. Like literally... I don't, I can't remember the last time I did something like that. I mean, we had over 40 people. There was zero conversation about anything that's going on in the world. We were literally talking about how stoked we are to be riding and that is it. And how nice the roads were and how nice the day was and how good the coffee was. That is it. It was freaking rad. And, and again, no one it didn't feel like anyone was walking on eggshells. There was none of that. It just was genuine stoked to be out doing what we were doing. And uh, I think for that reason, it just had this crazy positive energy. And I think with the fact that we did get lucky with, you know, crashes and those things we can't control as much, um, but we nailed everything else. And I'm really proud of that. And it's a reminder too of this, like back to the quote, you know, illusion versus optimism. I was optimistic that the ride would go great, but I put in every piece of detailed work I could think of to make the ride go smooth. And because of those things, it just added to it. So I, you know, I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for just tying that back into the quote, but that was a perfect example of that coming to life. And uh, shout out to everyone that was there, man. I hope we do it next year in a bigger and better way. And I think it really set the bar for myself of realizing if we are to do some group thing like that, to make sure it's just done with intention and not everything needs to be that thought out and branded and there doesn't need to be always like free food and coffee and merch or whatever it is, but it is good to uh, be very clear on your message and like do things the right way. So anyways, pretty hyped about that dude. Yeah, that's so great. We had our crank and turkey ride and it was like a really, it was like the same topic got brought up that it was just like so nice to be out riding and everybody was vibing and like nobody was talking about anything negative and everybody was just mm -hmm. riding their bikes. And I think that the world and cyclists in general, were all getting back to just like being one with each other, which is like so nice. Mm -hmm. It's so nice. And I think you touched on that really nicely that it's just like everybody was like pushing forward possibility and like doing it together and like getting back to the community mm -hmm. and feeling together again, you know, and I had the exact same experience. So it's really funny that you kind of came to the same conclusion. Oh gosh, you're right. It is. It's the unity. Like maybe that's what it was that we felt like it was just the flat out unity. And, uh, again, like we had no, um, we had no reason not to feel that way. Uh, cause there were, there were no triggers or signals or like, I don't know. It was, uh, it was cool. I want more of that. And I, it does give me hope moving forward of just experiencing that more and more again uh, as we get away from, I, I don't know. I don't even know what, yeah. how to wrap that up, but well, you know what I'm I saying. I mean, the, great, the, greatest, yeah. the greatest part about getting together, that that's the thing is it's like, we can feel this more. Get out there and have group rides with your community guys. Like do yeah. these things and do what you're comfortable with, but like, don't wait because there's opportunity and this togetherness that we can finally have again. Like it's not an illusion anymore. I know. And it, it seems like some people don't have that opportunity still yet in certain parts of the world. And again, we don't need True. to go into it, but you know, it's uh, I feel for anyone that doesn't, I, I can't imagine still being in that situation and uh, yeah. you know, feeling grateful for sure. I know. Right. So anyways, you guys, thanks for everyone 
listening to this episode. It was fun to talk about that. And also it kind of just shed some light on how much goes behind the scenes for things like this. That's pretty much it. Weekly thoughts are over. We hope you guys have an awesome weekend and we're looking forward to the next episode that we'll be launching on Monday. Start moving forward. Start moving forward.